Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 128, episode one of Jernaly's Zeitgeist, a production yeah. of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox oh. News. Oh. Uh, what else? Fuck coronavirus? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Fuck coronavirus. Let's do it. Wow. Uh, it's Monday, oh. brave. April 6th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Quarantine from your homes. And we'll tell you trends Aww. you can rely on. For uh. it might be long. So we're gonna be your podcast to lean on. That is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi, man, R.I.P. Bill Withers. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. La, 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 Quarantine some more. Stay inside another day. Rolling bloods, of course. Getting lit for AKAs. Now it's time to pour. Kirkland Cold Brew is what I adore. Only beverage that my hobby's for. Caffeine coursing through my mind. <laughs> Boom. Thank you to Mr. Wow. Austin T. Austin Tacious for that Stevie Wonder inspired AKA. Truly inspired. And we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by our quarantine co-host, Lil Zam herself, Jamie Loftus! I see a little Zam, I want her painted black. Hackers don't need no colors, I want her painted black. I see the girls walk by dressed in their COVID clothes. I have to turn my head for social distancing norms. As <laughs> from Johnny Davis. Thanks, Johnny. Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis. That sounds like someone who would be in your second grade class. Yeah. And then Johnny Davis pulled my hair. Johnny um, is so rude, but he's very funny. But you know, his he's dad owns the car dealership. Trends titles. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah, he thinks Johnny he's Davis. hot shit. Johnny Davis, sound off in the comments. Defend your name. <laughs> Defend your stupid name. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our fourth seat by the hilarious, the talented, the wonderful Katie Stone. Hey, I did not prepare a song. <laughs> that's okay. All right. Well, then I guess we have that's plenty it for this of uh, song I mean, parody time up top. Have you guys? Has anybody done uh, glycerin to quarantine? No. No, Ooh, but somebody no. just sent one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the words, but the quarantine part would work. Boom. Quarantine. Yeah. This will be remembered as the golden age of AKAs. I think <laughs> oh, yeah. It will. It will go thing. down in history. Yeah. Truly, truly. <laughs> Katie, how are you doing in your quarantine? Just okay. 
I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm not sick. I've got a roof over my head. I've got work. I struggle, but I'm okay. Today's yeah. good. Today's fine. Except yeah. that I, I heard lean on me and immediately burst into tears this morning. Mm. That's kind of my emotional state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, are, have you learned anything about yourself in the quarantine or surprised Ooh. by something you've done? Cause I feel like that's the, those are the, that's the next level of observations I'm having about myself yeah. or my home during this. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm not surprising myself. I knew this would be very hard for me. Um, but I am learning just how much I rely on external energy and, uh, to get me through stuff, to keep mm. me level. Or if I'm dealing with something to go immerse myself in a project or just go out, be out in the world, interact sure. with people. Uh, or like I was saying before we started recording, going and taking a workout class. Uh, dumb, I can work out by myself, but it's it's more than that. It's about connecting with people and sure. interacting. And um, I, I'm trying to develop different ways to clear my head. I yeah, guess. yeah, for sure. No, it's very real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a unique challenge for us to see what are the things that are our crutches. You know, for some people it might be weed it is for me as well you know or different <laughs> things that you might be be using too much or when your crutch is taken away what do you supplement that with what do you replace it with how do you find it within yourself um and i have confidence that i will learn all of these lessons sure <laughs> we've got a, we've got a few months for them to sink in mm-hmm. yeah i've realized yeah. i thought i would be playing way more video games than i actually mm-hmm. am I was like, oh boy, RIP my ass. Cause I'll be sitting in front of the, but like, <laughs> I'm like doing so many just other things. Bed sores all yeah. over the place. I, I honestly thought yeah. I was like, my whole lower body is just gonna completely atrophy from the amount of video games <laughs> yeah. I'm but, gonna play. But part of me is also like trying to do so many other things just to stimulate other parts of my brain mm-hmm. that are, I think, yeah. are starting to like not atrophy, but are just getting less stimulation and part of, you know, not having a, typical you know day-to-day life that i used yeah to. Uh, totally yeah it's been, i think the it's human touch thing is really going to i don't know i feel like we're probably gonna learn a lot about how much we need just like other humans around us and um mm-hmm. you know I, I think we've talked before on the show about how like nba teams when they make or miss a free throw how they touch all like everybody on their team's hands, almost like it's like a, a duty mm-hmm. that they have almost to like do. Almost like they're trying people... to spread it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like what what they do is uh, is uniquely uh, unadvisable right now. But it's the studies have found that that is actually like a crucial part of teamwork. And teams that do that perform better than teams that don't do that. And you know, I think because of our increasingly, uh, you know, technological existence these days, we get less human touch than we ever did before. And that's why we're seeing things like cuddle parties just like pop up and, uh, you know, massage and stuff like Wait, that. Wait, there's cuddle just... parties now? Yeah. That seems yeah. unadvisable. Where? Oh, no, no, not, not oh, right oh, now. Oh, oh, I got you. <laughs> no, no, no. This is like I just mean in the modern world. illegal activity. They're like, you know what, bro? We're not even going to have drugs or alcohol. We're just going to be <laughs> naked and hold. A black market yeah, cuddle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh. it's yeah. so weird. Black like, market cuddles are so BMCs. good. All, all touch is now like weirdly like forbidden and like i feel like the tantric community is going to become real mellow after this because they're like literally (laughs) just touching so backed up too 
forbidden. I was thinking about that documentary about tickling the other day and was like, wow, that oh. doesn't seem so weird anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So you're like, <laughs> doesn't even so, you know, seem weird. It's like My so hot melting. to you now. You're like, oh man, you're just like, tickling It would actually oh, be cool yeah. to let an old weirdo tickle me for 500 hours. Like, <laughs> just yeah. to- well, now it's not the old weirdo who does the tickling. He's the one who pays other oh, young right, people to right, do right. the tickling. So. Well, he's the most susceptible. He it's can't not that get tickled weird. right now. That's true. Yeah, he has to watch uh, from on the other side of a glass like those pictures of people meeting their grandchildren. Yeah. yeah. I bet his quarantine is going really hard if that's what he's lost. How's the tickle guy? We forgot about him. Um, we should check in on yeah. him. I've just been wondering about all my favorite docuseries characters. Um, <laughs> right. How they're doing sure. in the bar. Uh, well, Katie, we're going to get to know you a little bit better uh, very shortly. Uh, first, just a couple of things we're talking about. Uh, Stedman has been invited back into Oprah's house, uh, so things are looking up. Uh, Jane Fonda and Dolly Parton are on TikTok. Woohoo! Uh, Thank God. Yeah, fuck Krasinski and his good news channel. We got all the good news you need right here. Jared Kushner, uh, mm. shit. We mm. blew it. No more good news. Uh, Jared Kushner has descended from planet dumb fuck to kill us all. Uh, we're going to look at the PPP. Uh, the Paycheck Protection Program and how that's going. I'm going to talk about Michael Jordan if we have time. All of that, plenty more. But first, Katie, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Well, I have one, but it kind of touches on your PPE thing. So maybe I'll save it for that and say, okay, one thing of my search history would be I'm looking for... um, Colorful like headscarves and and cute headbands that maybe from from boutiques that have online sales because this hair isn't getting cut for a long time wow. and it is yeah. a problem. Like you who's can't gonna see you though? Got... Who's gonna My see boyfriend you? Uh, that's called a love test. That's a love test yeah. right there. He tells <laughs> me that <laughs> he thinks it looks good. He's lying. He thinks. Uh, Ooh, that's not unequivocal. Thinks. It's just. These these bangs are going to be a real problem. Anyway, I'm looking for um, I'm I'm looking for for headscarves. <laughs> I just yeah, Ooh, I like it. <laughs> the answer I th- I think it looks good. No, say it looks good. Don't tell me what you think. Is it good or tell is- me I'm beautiful? <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> I would love the idea though that somehow you're like <laughs> that your your worries your concerns are reasonable that your boyfriend might be like I don't know man those bangs are getting kind of <laughs> weird now like. Uh. <laughs> well, the thing is, my bangs grow really thick. Everything goes really thick at the front. So pretty soon, it's just going to be in my face. Oh, well, I can't. Mm. And my hair's curly. I can't cut it myself. Are you kidding You've me? got the opposite of male pattern baldness. Yeah, look, hand, some of, that, mm-hmm. hand really? some of that strong front over here. I wish there were like vitamins I could take to make my hair grow slower. Yeah, you or know? like if there was Ooh. a way I could just like touch your scalp and then absorb your follicular power <laughs> like a like fucking rogue but yeah. for baldness. That's follicular. If I could That's if amazing. I could share that I would love it. <laughs> follicular strength. Uh, I think like someone uh, someone needs to like draw a picture of that. <laughs> of, yeah, just <laughs> but I don't want it to be a net loss for Katie. It's like Katie is like the fountain, <laughs> like the source energy. It's never like at her expense. Like it's just yeah, so no, powerful. Yeah, no, it's mutual yeah. benefit. Exactly. It's, yeah. like a, it's like a USB hub. It doesn't, you know, it's just all the power is <laughs> emanating from there. It's not at the detriment of the hub. Katie, what is something you think is underrated? Underrated. Okay, crocheting. 
That's what I'm going to go with. That's the Ooh. new thing that I'm picking up in my my free time here. I mean, I haven't picked it up well. I've mostly <laughs> just been kind of crocheting a long chain. Uh, I know that there are patterns out there that I can follow, but just the the act of the doing that stitch is kind of soothing. Uh, I know yeah. a lot of people turn to knitting. I mm. no thank you. That's two needles. I prefer the one. It's less complicated to me. Yeah, yeah, right. Not that much less complicated if I haven't learned how to do more than one stitch. But I think that's a, a that's a really healthy uh, hobby to be picked up in times like these. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna say like I I haven't started well. Like you're saying like, I haven't started, but I like crocheting. I started. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I'm gonna be really good. I think at like it. anything I, that has that repetition. Like when now that you say that, yeah. I feel like I could weave the fuck out of one of those box could stitch weave. plastic lanyard yeah. keychains used to do in like yeah, the late could. '90s and shit. Like I could probably do a 70 foot one, just like one Absolutely. full day, just the just the repetition of it. You've Someone, got the time. One of my friends has started um, making friendship bracelets. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. She's like, I'll mail them out when I feel less guilty mailing things. I'm like, she okay. She just has to Lysol it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> such a nice way to spend your time. It's it is. That's cute. Sort of touch your friend. <laughs> I'll make- I feel like absent-minded things you can do with your hands are making a huge comeback. A huge <laughs> comeback. Like Macrame. two hours. I spent two hours shuffling cards the other day while listening mm-hmm. to a book on tape, just like sitting next to my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you learn, yeah, learn any was, card manipulation tricks yet? You gonna get to that point? No, you think? no, just doing the same, doing the same shuffle over and over again. I mean, uh, that's pretty impressive to me. I can't shuffle. Yeah. Yeah, I was they trying to impress my kids. They didn't notice once. They didn't. Whoa, Miles! <laughs> Completely oblivious. You just got some uh, cards? God, I'd hate to do some tricks here. Why do you for have you? cards so no? <laughs> I don't have anything. I just had a pack of cards next to me. He just like dropped a couple of them into yep. his hand. Yeah, and I was like, I yep, saw- that's a flourish. I was doing my uh, I was doing my daily outside yesterday and I <laughs> saw it was the most it was the weird like it was a few streets over. There was just a deck of cards against humanity cards just scattered in the middle of the street. Oh, that's wow. sad. It was Banksy, so. I, That's Banksy. I, I bet. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta start. Banksy's gone. Really, gotta, uh, he's run out of ideas. I, I gotta say, yeah, well, there was there was one that said like the apocalypse on it, and I was like, I mean, Banksy. As far as symbolism, it's a little eerie. Yeah. For your yeah. One outside time. I'm like, did a game go that poorly? Are we are we that deep in the quar? Where someone's like, forget it. And they just threw it out the window. You guys just don't get my jokes. Yeah. That was for me because as loyal listeners know, I say fuck cards against humanity. Another brave stance. You do. Uh, you do. What, it, what is something you think is overrated, Katie? Zoom. Zoom. zoom That's zoom, what we're zoom, using zoom, right zoom, now. Zoom, zoom. zoom. Have you guys heard all of this Zoom bombing stories? Have you talked about it yeah. yet? Well, not yeah, like I'm all sure of them, have. but just like that the phenomenon is the new the thing phenomenon. now. Because it's all, we've all moved to Zooming. We've all moved to Zooming. I, I Zoom's fine. I, here we are. We're using it. It's working. Um, <laughs> uh, but we have Skype. It, it's the same thing. I've never been Skype right. bombed. Is that a thing? Yeah. Why did Zoom suddenly take over for Skype? I mean, Skype does the exact same know. thing. We've been using Skype for worst year ever. Yeah. Yeah. A far superior show. <laughs> Zoom, I don't know how they managed to like corner the market. When this started, mm-hmm. I had just deleted Zoom off my computer for taking up too much space. And then there's that. And then all of a sudden, 
I needed it more than like now more than ever. Yeah. I need the most cursed app. Yeah. Uh, and just the knock on effects of I think of us all working remotely now. It's it's being felt totally just in agree. the apps we use for sure. It's cursed, but yeah. it's you know. But Skype was the same thing and existed a long time before. Is there like added functionality for Zoom? I would say there's less. You're not making phone calls with Zoom. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah right. We've had several people on the screen. Also, let's test it out here. If I go and I click out of Zoom, yeah, see? I clicked out of Zoom and I'm just looking at my browser and I can't see you guys. We but can with see Skype, you. When I, sure. But with Skype, when I'm like clicking over to my document to read the stuff that I've prepared, a little tiny window pops up so I can still see people while I'm looking at the docs. Oh, that's interesting. You know what I mean? okay. But Good UI. does Skype have fun backgrounds? That is the that question. I feel is good. the question. <laughs> Um, that that old people will be like, hey, look at this. <laughs> Maybe this week we need to try all the possibilities and then do our own you March should. Madness bracket of video <gasps> services we used to record this show. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's kind of fun. Fuck, that's fun. Yeah, I do like Zoom better than Google Hangouts. I feel like oh, it lags less than Google Hangouts. Yeah. I think that's fair and, and true. Well, now we got to try Google Duo. The one that's made for yeah. well, Google Duo is Google's app that's made for video conferencing. Oh, everyone's getting uh, on that video conference. There we go. Chain. I mean, even Google. Come also, on. Also, have you guys used House Party? Yes. No. no. What's that? Oh, it's pretty dope. So Jamie, great. get on House Party. You're gonna Ooh. like it. It's great. You can have nice. multiple people video chatting, and then within it, you can play games and shit. So, like, someone oh, can, so like, fun. one person can draw something, and everyone has yeah. to guess what it is. Or you do like the thing. You know that game where you hold the thing up to your head. And you have to like, yeah. guess. oh, that's fine. What's really cool it. about it also, I mean, that's really cool about it. But like, say you have to turn on your alerts, but you'll say like, oh, your friend Allison is in the house. And the whole idea of house party is you open it up and I see, okay, Allison and Lindsay are talking. I can just jump into their house party. Like it's a house party and I'm walking into yeah. the room. Like, so hey. people can just pop in and be like, what's up? And like, then leave and go to another room, you know? That's so fun. Oh, that's fun. It's kind of fun. I don't think it's good for work. No, the delay is fucked on there. But we got to have some delineation between work and play here. Yeah, are, it's yeah. true. Oh, Zoom's for working. House parties for playing. In the car, <laughs> it's all the same. I feel like, yeah, the, the work-life separation has never uh, never been more dubious personally <laughs> yeah. Than, oh, yeah. than right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and hear your myth. And we're back. And Katie, finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Well, we're going to have to put a big one to bed right now. Uh -oh. And it's that uh -oh. an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Mm -hmm. Because I think we've all proved that very false. No. <laughs> Are you sure? What kind of apple? I mean, they've never been specific. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a kind of apple that we're supposed to be eating that would have beat coronavirus, but I haven't found it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Fuck. I think Steve like, yeah. Jobs put that one to bed. Uh, Did he? When he mm. was like, well, he like tried to uh, beat his cancer with like a oh, fruit based with, diet and with, with like green juice. He was a green well. juice guy. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's saying an apple a day and only an apple a day keeps yeah. the doctor away. So, Steve right. Jobs, come on. An apple yeah. a day replaces oncology every day. <laughs> something something my, my boyfriend brought home some apples the last time he went 
shopping, and then I had to tell him that I can't eat apples because they make my gums bleed. Really? I know What's he's learning so much about me. Always, like, or is that a uh, teeth whitening? I have, I have <laughs> bad gum. I have bad gums. I have bleeding bad gums. gums. I've been over here. I got bleeding gums all the time. I've like gotten it looked at. I di- I went to the Groupon dentist. She fixed it for a month, <laughs> and now my gums are bleeding again. How did she fix it for a month? Was it like some sort of just she, sneezed I in her mouth? Glue. She sneezed in my mouth, and, but Wait. she used like this power washer to get the gum stuff away. And then she gave me like a fancy toothpaste, and it worked for a little while. And I still use the toothpaste, but my mouth is bleeding all the time. Uh, maybe maybe, it'll be worse a, maybe if I also add a gum care mouthwash also to your regimen. I've done that too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna I'm just, I'm just gonna be slowly bleeding Has out it through my mouth. Always been bleeding a lot. <laughs> yeah, ever since I was a kid. Like, and do you have like receding gums and spots? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's I'm about the thing to be that scares oh. me. It's like how you have to get like a graft of your gum from one spot and put it into another spot. Yeah. Oh, it's in my dreams ah, all the that time. That happens. That's yeah. gum disease. I, Yep. Well, I was a little kid, and they told me I've got one, uh, one tooth that like has, doesn't have very much gums, and they told me that I was going to have to get it someday, but mm-hmm. it hasn't mm. happened yet. No, yeah. Once uh. I, the the dentist was like, "Yeah, man, you got to take care of your gums, or they're gonna get they're gonna get so to the point where you're gonna need that procedure." I'm like, "Oh no, okay." I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, I remember. I remember the. Di- I remember where I was and the day I found out that gums do not grow back and that <laughs> they were just like, yeah, you're fucked, pal. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, doctor. Was it an old bookie who said that to you? <laughs> no, no hey, yeah. Pal, you're it was fucked. doctor. My childhood uh, dentist, this is just, you can look him up. His name was Dr. Vagenis. And he was going, <laughs> no, told me that. Look at Dr. Vagenis, Brockton, Massachusetts. But, anyways, he told me my gums are fucked and he was right. Thanks, Listen, kid, you're fucked. <laughs> like I'm six years old, Doctor Vasilios <laughs> Vagenis. Listen here, little poopy, oh. your gums are fucked. Welcome to Brockton, Mass. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Brockton. Oh, little poopy. Um, receding gum line, huh? Oh yeah, not good. All right, let's talk about Stedman. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> what What happened? So he was in the guest house for a while, right? So yeah, Oprah punished him uh, because he was not practicing social distancing soon enough for her liking, which is fair. They're both over 60. You've got to be careful, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. she banished Stedman. And this can't be the first time this happened. She banished <laughs> Stedman to the guest house. But what I didn't know, because we brought this up before, but it sounds like they were like, um, I guess Oprah said that he received his meals from Oprah through a window, according to this Jezebel article, and that they engaged in love chats. So they were still like together but separate. I would. They were. They were. Mm, it's beaten oh, off know. through a window. I think that Stephen was beating <laughs> off at the window. Oprah's beating off at the window. They love That's each other. I love that. Dude, love then, chats I know. is more disgusting than just graphically describing whatever happened. <laughs> they said they said it's love chats. So then so he was banished for 14 days as is customary. Mm-hmm. And um I think that Oprah was watching him on her nest cam being like, if you cough, you may not come back in the house. Uh but he didn't cough. He was very good. And so there is a picture on the Oprah magazine Insta account of her and Stedman walking back into the house together. To- wow, triumphant moment. 
to have a little love chat IRL. Being Stedman sounds <laughs> sounds a lot like the movie Old Boy, where they like keep that guy in a in a room and just like watch him on camera the whole time. Also, um, just like the, the details of it is that Stedman was literally banished from the promised land, which is what he was, they call it like the, the house is there's the promised land. It's like, leave the promised land. I mean, <laughs> that guest house has got to be so nice. And I'm oh, sure yeah. he's, I mean, come on. You've got a few months of this, a couple of weeks of like alone time. It's probably good I, yeah. for them. Good for their relationship. I wanted to just shout out right. because no one really knows what Stedman does, uh, inc- including me. He like is a business guy, but he's written a lot of business books and all the titles are very funny. So I just wanted to share a few. Um, you can make it happen. A nine step plan for success. Mm-hmm. Next book. <laughs> you can make it happen every day. Next book. <laughs> teens can make it happen. Okay. Nine steps for success. <laughs> then He knows his brand. <laughs> teens. Oh, he does. We'll get there. Teens can make it happen. Workbook. The ultimate guide to sports marketing. And then in 2002, he wrote Build Your Own Life Brand, a powerful strategy to maximize your potential and e- enhance your value for ultimate achievement. It's too long of a title. By marrying Oprah. By marrying Oprah, yeah. <laughs> and then his most recent one was last year, Identity Leadership. To lead others, you must first lead yourself. Wow. Lead yourself right By out of that guest happen. house, Stedman. That sounds like someone who's just getting Ooh. secondhand information from the people Oprah talks to. And he's like, ah, yeah. Yeah, I can't think I can make that a book. So yeah, yeah, go do, do whatever you got to do, Stedman. Just do it in the guest house. The, the books are mostly what Stedman hears through the window. Right. During his love <laughs> it also sounds like be a leader, lead yourself. He's not the leader of that household. No. Right. He's the but man he's, that got banished to the guest house. I feel like Stedman has to have a very strong sense of self to be yeah. able to live the life that he does. That's true. I re- I respect yeah. Stedman. We I have respect. Stedman it's just I don't think it's a I don't think it's a skill set that is going to be all that valuable for other people to <laughs> no. adopt. Like I don't think no. people are going to Stedman their way to success. It's such uh, a weird thing too, because like his wic- his Wikipedia page is criminally thin for someone who short. is Oprah's longtime partner. Like. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. I th- like. I'm pretty sure if Daily Zeitgeist had a page, it would have more written about it than Stedman Graham. It says he's a CEO. I'm not sure of what company of that what? is. It must be. It the says S- Stedman Corp. Stead Corp. Something Stead involved Group. with sports marketing, which is always something. Which is a phrase that has never made sense to me. I remember. <laughs> I remember that was in. Do did anyone see Old Dogs or Old Hogs? Really? No. Nope. <laughs> right. No. That whole movie was about like four of the oldest actors i forget which which four but they were Tim all... allen john travolta yeah and they were it's one the of the oldest actors <laughs> one of them was into <laughs> sports marketing and he was always trying to and we're and and i was just like that can't be a job i don't mean to disparage sports marketers but on the surface it sounds like a pretty douchey job I mean, does, aren't I mean, you yeah. just like representing athletes? I don't know. Sports marketing, tell me. I'm sure they work for the franchises and things and have to work on that level. It's still, I mean, to be fair, a more dignified position than full-time podcaster. So like, yeah, true. Um, right. that's, uh, you know. We'll see though. We'll see, we'll see how well they can podcast and how well we can sports market. Yeah. Uh, the nine steps yeah. though to his like leadership building press, it's so vague. This is on stedmangram.com. One, step one, check your identity, okay? Before okay. deciding what to do in life, you must first understand who you are. Great. Okay. Two, so like- create your vision. Three, develop your travel plan. To fulfill your vision, mm-hmm. you must create a plan of action. Okay, great. Four, master the rules of the road. Step into the outer limits. Pilot the seasons of change. Build your dream team. Win by a decision. 
and commit to your vision. I don't Easy. even. That is what so that fucking mean? nebulous. Now, <laughs> it's important that you know that if you do any of those steps out of order, oh. you will die. It has to be in that order. So yeah. I can't learn the rules of the road before I check myself. Oh, no, no, no. no. Absolutely you will not. spontaneously combust. fucking explode. Yeah. Well, I need to buy this book. Stedman, I, it also <laughs> says on Stedman's Wikipedia that he is a educator, author, businessman, speaker, and podcaster. He has a podcast oh! called Discovering wow. Your Identity. An airface. Get him on the show. Do you think Stedman would come on the show? Oh, we should have got. He's, he's out of the guest be. house. I gotta hang with Stedman. I gotta get in. I gotta get in that brain. I gotta know what's you going gotta. on with him. <laughs> you gotta. He smokes weed. You know, of all of those like professions. Oh, which sure of all those professions he listed, which would you most or least want to be uh, stuck next to on a plane? I feel like they're all just terrible professions to be like. Oh god. People who work professionally in sports, like professionally, like their career people who are not the athletes but work in the sports field, I've noticed that's the only thing they can talk about. Yeah. It's like the the only thing. And I get it. Like, you know, that's your entire life. But some, like I have friends who work in, I guess technically what's marketing for like the Clippers and shit, all they can talk about is fucking basketball. I'm like, bro, like you have a daughter born. How's that? He's like, I don't know, man, but with this Kawhi trade, like we're fucking looking at like, I mean, I don't know, a new dynasty. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Having kids is a slam dunk, Miles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, respect to all the sports marketers. I don't know. I just, I just, you know. But you know what? More than that, respect to Stedman Graham. Stedman, open invitation to smoke blunts with us. And, you know, let's just get in that big old brain ears. Let's find your identity. So Stedman launched a competitor to Instagram? He did? Stedman Graham? Stedman Graham? <laughs> is that what that is? Oh. Get him out of here. Oh. <laughs> Did it wheel him out? Get him out of here. Do you okay? TikTok, gang. Uh, okay. <laughs> does, that, does that sound hip? Do I yes. do I sound like a young person? Listen here, gang. Uh, Go off, gang. Listen here. Listen here, Jack. Uh, Jane Fonda and Dolly Parton are on TikTok. Oh. This is great news. I uh, so s- sound off to the Jane Hive first of all. Um, I know that we're uh, we're we're cooling on celebrities right now. They're out of touch, but I mean, we've got some hitters today. We've got Stedman, we've got Jane, we've got Dolly, all of whom are great as long as you don't Google their politics too closely. Uh, except J- except Jane, her politics are very good. She's pretty uh, upfront with hers. She's great. So she posted this TikTok. I was I got like four people sent this to me at two in the morning, which did it felt good. Um, <laughs> so it's Jane in her like it. She first of all she looks fucking like oh, it, it, incredible. It makes unbelievable it makes no sense. She's eighty two years old. She's doing leg lifts. I've been exercising with nineteen eighty two Jane every night oh, at yeah. one a.m. So it's been so like oh it it was. It felt like news for just me. Oh, wait, I have questions about yeah. that. Have you noticed about, are, do you feel strong and lean <laughs> from doing the Jane Fonda? I do. I feel stronger. I feel stronger. Like, I, I hate, that. it's, I, it, damn, I, I get the hype. It's, and it's not hype. It works. I feel, I feel stronger. Sometimes. You should see Jamie's first position in some of these, uh, <laughs> My turnout's uh, killer. I, the, no, but I, I'll like alternate and do the half hour one night and then do the hour the other night. It's like, uh, but it's getting easier. Uh, and Jane's so fun. She's so encouraging and she's not like mean, like some people in exercise sure. videos are. 
Anyways, she she put up a new TikTok and then it ended up kind of being a bait and switch. She does it for like a minute and then she's like, but what I really want you to do is, um, and then she started um, plugging her environmental work. Um, I think it's called Firehouse Fridays or something like that. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so it, it That's was- That's where she gets arrested? That was where she gets arrested and now she can't get arrested. So she got the TikTok. Can't get arrested in this town. No, she can't um, even get a. We can't even get a celeb arrested in the, this town these days. I haven't really gotten into TikTok. I, I see them when people post in places. Do I have to get a TikTok to watch TikToks, or is it like Twitter where yeah. I, I can go so, to a yeah. Twitter and see? No, you can't okay, lurk. See, but it doesn't mean it lurk. doesn't mean you can't like you can just be one of those people who has an account and never posts anything. It's a lurk, right? Yeah, like not yeah, like yeah. not like the old school. <laughs> you can just navigate to the site and be like a ghost, right. a full yeah, phantom. Yeah, yeah. There's a record okay. of you existing on the talk. Okay. <laughs> but I think I mean to these these uh grandma celebrity TikToks just means that you know they got their social media uh, employees working from home they're yeah. doing great. That's yeah, yeah. great. You're keeping Everyone's... people employed. Richard Simmons it. even yeah, yeah. came back from the darkness. He did? Yes. This fool is oh, back. Oh, that's great. Doing like on TikTok? Not on TikTok, but he's out like he's public doing uh, public facing things it. to get people to exercise in the quar. And people have been like oh, Richard Simmons, we thought you had I... vanished. I took his class once. He did a one in LA and I went and took it and nice. got a picture with him and everything. That's it was so, so fun. fun. <laughs> it was just a bunch of old women. Um, Me. That's that <laughs> He he and Jane Fonda are both uh people who I do like I, I'm gonna talk later about how I think Michael Jordan is basically like has superpowers and I think a lot of famous people have like weird superpowers that we don't think about or know about. Like I feel like Richard Simmons is like energy and and jane fonda's like i don't know uh there, there's just like something incredible about them there's something that special motor about, man. about like 80s exercise i don't know they just make me feel so so good Have, has anyone yeah. ever done gilad no, no. That? I, I mean i know the, that that's like the israeli fitness dude from way back he's oh. the israeli fitness dude he does bodies in motion i used to like wake up early when i was like in high school do a half hour <laughs> gilad in the morning <laughs> just something really comforting about them amazing they're nice you're like okay everyone in these videos are like on drugs oh yeah but the jane I li- fonda I, like their I did look at one video because you talked about it just to see the background people the background people in some of these videos i'm like that they're dude looks suffering. like a painter off the street. Like they're su- the outfits. Well, because the best part about those videos is that they were shot. Uh, that was like during the era of Jane Fonda where she was married to that really high profile activist. So she was shooting these videos at a compound that she and her husband ran. So the people at the behind her are like members of this like hippie compound oh, that they had. Wow. Makes it even better. Yeah. And that's where like most of the money from those videos went was like to keep that compound Great. running. I just love Jane the Fonda videos rules. now for the people watching. They're great. And and the people behind her are like suffering. Like they're Jane's doing the workout in front, but everyone else is like, Ugh. like it's I would love to like live stream or not live stream, maybe Zoom workout with people to a Jane Vonda video. Oh, that'd be so fun. Oh, she's Let's great. Let's set that up. It's a good vid. Set up Let's just do that for the rest of this recording. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Send a link. Jared Kushner oh. uh addressed the nation uh, on Thursday, I guess, looked like a a living ventriloquist dummy. And (laughs) yeah, I I don't know. He, it it seemed like a book report that was not, he hadn't really prepared for maybe. The problem is he's 
unfortunately for the for the people of this country, he's like the smartest person that Donald Trump knows. So it's like a default right. bad idea that he has. Like, yeah. what's something overly complex because it requires like multiple lines of thought? Okay, Jared Kushner, solve the Israeli-Palestine conflicts, solve the <laughs> opioid crisis. Now help us from the fucking scourge of COVID-19. And okay, just as people know, the hospitals are overwhelmed. We're seeing videos from health professionals saying we are in desperate need of respirators, ventilators, PPE, the things that keep us safe as we interact with the the, the sick during this entire crisis. And mm-hmm. we still haven't had any leadership from at the federal level to basically do the Defense Production Act and say, you know what? Fuck it. We're taking over everything. This is what the fuck needs to get made. Stop asking questions. People are dying. Or... You know, a lot of people are clamoring for uh, the nas- the strategic national stockpile to open. And if mm-hmm. you say, what's the strategic national stockpile? That's got to be something good. This is from the website. Mm-hmm. When state, local, tribal, and territor- territorial responders request federal assistance to support their response efforts, the stockpile ensures that the right medicines and supplies get to those who need them most during an emergency. Oh, fucking great. That's right what we're fucking in right now. now. <laughs> Please help. But wait a fucking minute, because we have Jared Fuckface Kushner running this thing. This is what this is what this man's idea. This is what his concept of the national stockpile is. I just want you to listen to what, again, as I just defined what it is. It's for the states in need. This is what he says at his little presser. And you have in- instances where in cities they're running out, but the state still has a stockpile. And the notion of the federal stockpile was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be state stockpiles that they then use. So we're encouraging the states to make sure that they're assessing the needs, they're getting the data from their local local, uh, situations, and then trying to fill it with the supplies that we've given them. The same thing with the masks. So he's like, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, That's ours. That's our stockpile. What does that even mean? Who who is our? His? Our? Right. The White House. You houses? are the head of a country that is a collection of states, so, motherfucker. So they can pick so favorites. It's ours. Yeah. <laughs> so they can pick favorites. The fucking it is what tax. It is. P- we fucking paid for it with our fucking taxes. We're dying now. Give us the fucking things we need. Um, yeah. And this yeah. whole thing is just deeply frustrating because, again, people have said we've got all these shipments coming in from abroad of medical equipment, and people, the, and journalists are asking, hey. This is so great. Uh, thank you so much for for telling us about this. Is this going straight to the hospitals? And they're saying, no, it's going to go into the private sector so then people can buy them from them. These aren't just going direct oh. to them. We're going to muck it up even further and let the fucking state governments knife fight over fucking masks and shit that are going to keep people safe. Um, and the, ghoulish. Yeah, it's really fucking dark, um, especially when you look at the needs and you're seeing these nurses and doctors and health practitioners fucking screaming for help mm-hmm. saying we are fu- you're fucking killing us like you're literally killing people out here by not doing anything take fucking control as the government the other issue of this whole thing is jared kushner has brought a team of fucking assholes with him to completely meddle in the f- response from fema and other organizations mm-hmm. uh and this is a quote from politico just so you can hear how people are describing this influx of the the kushner crew The culture clash between public and private sectors has been jarring. The senior official described the Kushner team as a, quote, frat party, quote, end quote, that descended from a UFO and invaded the federal government. To government (laughs) officials, the outsiders demonstrated a lax attitude to policy discussions at one point using the website 
freeconferencecall.com to arrange high-level meetings. Others have used personal Jesus. email accounts in delicate policy exchanges. Like, That's- I feel like people, uh, people who are in, pri- in the private sector, uh, we were we were raised on this idea that like privatization is like good in the '80s, and like that the market economy is good because it was like in opposition to uh, you know communism and people. I feel like we're learning people who are in public life are actually more competent because they're mission driven and like driven by getting things done as opposed to this like profit motive, which just fucks everything up. And it like brings in this uh, the ability for people to just be super corrupt. Like Jerry Kushner is in the position he's in because his parents were rich and bought his way into Harvard. That's how that happened. That is the private sector. Right. Like just that that ethos uh trickles all the way down. That's what yeah. trickles down. Not yeah. money. It's wild though too to see even like people on right wing Twitter be like, No, not Jared Kushner. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's like universal <laughs> that people just be like yeah. saying this is the absolute worst thing and we're gonna we're we're actually killing, you know, our own people out of sheer ignorance. Sheer mm-hmm. ignorance. That's really all it is. That's what yeah. makes it so fucking frightening and dystopian. Have you guys yeah, touched on on the show um, on how all the different states are in a situation where they're outbidding each other for equipment? No. No, we haven't. No. I mean, it, it's just so dire. The lack of ventilators, yeah. the lack of PPE, uh, like all of it. And so we're in a position where states are battling other states Um and and these manufacturers are going to the highest bidders, and we're also competing with you know international demand. Yeah. Um, right. It's it's truly horrific, and and I know that I mean we're talk- I I just can't underscore enough how big of a problem this is, and like yeah, people are dying. Our healthcare professionals are dying. Yeah. It's not just that's just not like an exaggerated statement of like it could they could die. No, they're well, dying. They are dying. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're people who are contracting the illness yeah. and perishing and again it, yeah i i it's we'll t- i'm furious about it i'm furious about the whole thing yeah to be honest you ask yeah. how i'm doing I, it's hard that's what sends me into a tailspin the most is when my anger flares up not that this wouldn't have happened that we wouldn't have had coronavirus or wouldn't have had a big problem to deal with but that we're dealing with it like this in the cruelest possible is, way cruelest possible way and every step of the way we fuck it up more yeah. It breaks my heart. I feel like the only thing I can see a benefit to is that it'll be mismanaged to a point where maybe some people will understand what the actual stakes are for for most people here. But yeah. it's going to be at the that cost there has to be of like so many bodies. Lives. Yeah. yeah that's what's there has fucking... to be bodies to make anything happen is just so And it can't and that and that can't be the fucking way we learn things as a country. That's what yeah. also makes it so fuck I've seen so many memes too where People are talking like about how this is truly like the demasking of America, where the all this shit that they talk of, like, oh, you know, like uh, us as Americans would, you know, say things like, oh, you would never see America do something like China, where they're gonna silence Mm -hmm. doctors or you know take people who speak truth to power and and censor them. Meanwhile, we have doctors and nurses who are being threatened with disciplinary action or even firing for saying things yep. like, we need fucking protective equipment. 
or right. even with uh, the captain of the USS Teddy Roosevelt, who wrote a letter saying, hey, I think I don't want to put 4,000 sailors' lives at risk because I'm on the boat that has the worst outbreak in the military right now. Let's do yeah. something. Cut to the government saying, yeah, we'll relieve you of your duty. And now, you know, we truly see like, every, like I mean, I think many people have seen it for a while, but I hope to other people it becomes clear just the the hypocrisy uh, of of the way we operate in this country because it's really it's it's nothing to be proud of and this is really shameful. It's always and it's always been this way, but just in this escalated situation. I mean, the way that it it ha- there it hasn't even been a secret that like really anyone uh, in a position of power willing to advocate for workers is disciplined or removed in some way. And I feel like the, the Theodore Roosevelt is no exception. The Amazon warehouse is no exception. Uh, doctors and nurses willing to advocate for themselves and their coworkers are no exception. And it's like, yeah, anyone who's getting in the way of business as usual or, or productivity that we're still kind of deluded ourselves into thinking uh, is going to be possible is just, you know, taken out of the equation to make things easier for the business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I saw somebody tweet that, you know, some of, there needs to be a 9-11 commission on the coronavirus response. Yes. I think that's what Adam Schiff is doing, actually. That's what Adam Schiff is doing? Yeah, I think he's trying to put together sort of the language yeah. to have a com- like a truth commission. We need it. Yeah. I- Even if they don't, like, draw the right conclusions and, you know, in the JFK assassination aftermath, there was uh, the government report that like didn't do a very good job of drawing conclusions but it at least like gave us a bunch of shit that we could then comb through and like mm-hmm. draw our own conclusions from and that that needs to happen yeah. uh, pretty urgently i think so I, I don't know where our death toll is right now five thousand or something like that but just two days ago we have him standing up there saying the best case scenario is to get it keep it between 100 and 240,000 deaths and um, it's yeah. hard to wrap my mind around that. It's hard to wrap my mind around just how bad it's going to get over the next several weeks, you know? Yeah. yeah. And the people, if, it, if it gets to that point, but. Yeah. And sadly, there are other people who are saying like that it's overly optimistic to even think that would be the number based on how yeah. poor the response has been. And, you know, the there's other reports that some of the testing only has like a, is only like 66 yes. percent accurate. Like we're, it's fucking, it's, yeah. yeah. We're living in a a horror movie. Yeah. All right, guys, let's take one more break and we'll be back with uh, less depressing news, maybe. (laughs) More Stedman. And we're back. Yeah, we're talking about, we, we need more Stedman. Uh, in this on this podcast, I think I yeah, think is... I'm gonna go on a a campaign to try and contact Stedman Graham just to get a I phone call. I think you. I think I need gonna... to figure out how to. It's worth a shot. It but really he, is. If, it... he, if he does a little research and hears me talk all that shit, I'm feel real bad. But I'm like, look, Stedman, that's the reason. That's why I'm I'm so obsessed with you, bro. I want to know what's it like. Who are just you? Say that. Right. Uh, I, he's right. got the podcasting gear. That's a docu-series I want Oh, maybe, yeah, we'll offer him some cross-promotion. Huh? (laughs) Cross-promotion. Listen, we've got an audience, Stedman. It's a second-rate audience, but an audience nonetheless. Oh, Zeit Gang, dude. It will be Stead Gang. Stead Gang. 
So we are about two weeks out from uh, The Last Dance, which is the ESPN documentary about the uh, last season uh, of Michael Jordan's Bulls. And I'm so ready for the, I'm so ready to just watch basketball in any mm-hmm. uh, capacity right now. I'm like suffering withdrawals and so excited about this. So I'm actually like doing uh like homework ahead of it. I'm like, re- I'm reading this David Halberstam <laughs> wow. book uh, that is about the last, it's about the last dance, but it's also just about his entire career. And it's raised this question that I've kind of wanted to ask uh, for, for a while. And I want, I want to hear from Zeitgang on, on their theories, but I think Jordan is like, there, there's all these stories about him that, lead you to believe that he might be like an X-Man, like he <laughs> he might have been a superpowered mutant because like they, we talked uh, earlier this year or late last year about the story of him going out and golfing 36 holes on a game day and drinking a case of beer with Jeremy Roenick and then going out and oh, scoring over Renner. 40 like- points. Uh, I wish it was Jeremy. I was like, he did Jeremy Roenick, the the Jeremy Renner of the hockey world. Um, (laughs) I know a Jeremy Roenick. Okay, okay, sorry, got worked up. And scoring four over forty points and like leading, like putting the team on his back to victory that night, like after drinking that much. And so I, and then there's just all these stories. My dad is a basketball coach. My grandfather was a basketball coach, and they had interactions with him or like coached against him. And like the degree to which he was better than everybody else at the time he was playing is like so far and above anything I like you hear about anyone else. Like they would run their offense to the opposite side of the court he was on just so they would have a chance of scoring because he was so good defensively. And that's not even the thing people usually bring up about him. Uh so I'm I'm just like doing research and pulling all these uh little details where he is like has some element of him that's superhuman like we think about his uh jumping ability and you know that that was one of the things that people kind of noticed and uh talked about a lot but uh, there's all these stories about him being like super strong, even when he was like a beanpole, when he like weighed 180 pounds and was six, six, uh, oh Bobby Knight was like, yeah, but then like when you would play against him, he would put his hand on you and it was like you were in a vice grip of like steel. He was like so incredibly strong. Um, he would talk like most players avoid beat reporters outside of the locker room, but he like cultivated them to get information about which opponents were having problems with their teammates. So like he, he was like playing actual 4d chess. They talk about his metabolism, uh, which I think ties into the Ronick story we talked about where he could drink a case of beer, but like there's all these stories about him, like eating junk food, not in this book, but like you always hear, uh, stories like he was always like just polishing off entire pepperoni pizzas like on game day. <laughs> There's stories of him uh, having a cigar and a glass of liqueur before a game like one time. Um, and he would like go out to Vegas or Atlantic City and gamble the entire night and then come back and like put up 50. So I don't know. I don't, I don't want to go on for too, too long about this, but I just find it really interesting 
I think it ties into what we were talking about with Jane Fonda, like the idea <laughs> that it seemed like she's on like some sort of upper or something because she's just like able, like just has this boundless energy. And I just think there's like Ozzy Osbourne has an actual genetic mutation that allows him to be really? able to, yeah, he has a genetic what? mutation that makes him able to drink more alcohol and do more drugs than anybody else. Like, it is just, that a thing that's true, or is that what? a thing he says? <laughs> no, no, that's a thing that is like scientifically true. <laughs> like a Keith yeah. Richards no, it's kind true. of like myth. <laughs> Wait, is that um, like a like you can be diagnosed of, of, of like just being like what cool like? Yeah, what yeah, is that exactly. <laughs> uh, <You were laughs> this born guy to suffers party. from a <laughs> case of party hard. This man is yes. no human. Um, this species is party animal. <laughs> but I do think, I mean, you see that a lot in like recovery that a lot of people, like the people who are in recovery tend to be people who, for whom drugs and alcohol like worked really, really well. Like mm -hmm. they, they really agreed with them. And so it's, you know, there are these just different, uh, genetic ways that people interact with yeah. the the world around them that I think are kind of interesting to to think about. And I think with Michael Jordan, it's like a very specific case of like him having a bunch of different uh, features. He was also like quicker than anybody else, even though like that wasn't something that jumped out at people. He like set all these records for uh, the sprints at UNC. So. I don't know. Uh, if people have cool stories, let us know. I think it's worth exploring in that sense, like where we usually just say, like, "Oh, they're a superstar or athlete," and like, because they're right, like they're just super talented. But some people do, like in in any kind of you know field, just do show talents or skills in a way that you're like, "This is like fucking way better than everyone else," though. Like, and I I really would be curious if there is some kind of biological scientific answer where we can sort of see like, yeah, they're like, yeah, this one, this just happened to be like the greatest like crossing over of genetics for this very specific thing. And yeah. it turns out to be someone who's like the brain activity and synapses and muscle elasticity all combined to do this very specific thing or perform a certain way. He should donate his body to science when he dies. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that uh, his team doctor talked about uh, was actually something I didn't really think about as a skill until uh, I realized Miles had it, which is like he's really uh, body aware and able to describe like the faintest sign of sickness or injury and like just like sense that coming on. Whereas like I just realize I'm sick when I'm like over the over the toilet mm -hmm. throwing up. Um, <laughs> so like, <laughs> so I, I don't know that that was interesting to me. And like that, that enabled him to stay healthy for most of his career. Thank and, you for, uh, uh, um, for describing that as body aware rather than like me high all the time. going, What's that? Hypochondria. What that, what that is. That's different. WebMD. That was a, uh -oh. a generous description. <laughs> body aware. <laughs> Noisy ass mind. <laughs> <laughs> well i think sometimes it's like a quiet mind though being able to like notice and like in touch with your your i think honestly it started yeah. out of me wanting to not like run the mile during pe as a kid sure. <laughs> so if i could like even have the faintest thing like tell my mom like yeah something's up with my knee right now maybe you could write a note maybe i, I felt it <laughs> 
I felt something at night go, so maybe you can write a note. I don't have to do that. Yeah, I wonder if I, I have like a very bad uh, habit of uh, ignoring my like my body telling me stuff entirely. Mm. And like n- now more than ever, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure I'm trying to break that habit and acknowledge like it, just because my body behaving differently makes me nervous doesn't mean that I should just ignore it, which is what I would normally do. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, it's weird. Same. And it's like, I, I, I know that it's like everyone's paranoia is definitely heightened, but yeah, it's like any difference. If I wake up feeling like groggy or weird, I'm like, that. it can't be. Nope, nope, nope. No. And it's like, well, no, you got to take note of it. You got to be like, yeah. It's, yeah. Because I, yeah. I was, my boyfriend and I were having this conversation like, yeah, most likely fine. Or, you know, yes, our paranoia. But, like, I don't want to be the idiot that was completely wrong. Right, right. That was right. completely wrong and did everything wrong, ends up in the hospital and dies or infects a bunch of people. Just because I was stubborn and scared and just right. wanted to ignore what I was feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also bad, having that emotionally. <laughs> Where you're just like, ah, that makes me feel bad. I'm going to ignore it right. <laughs> a lot. I mean, that's just self-preservation. It goes with everything. This pile of mail makes me feel bad. I'm going to ignore it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Fucking piles of mail. That's why uh, I have uh, auto payments. All right, guys. Do we have any quarantine activities? Katie, any quarantine activities you want to recommend to the people that we haven't already? I mean, we've, we've already gotten some. <laughs> that uh, house party sounds pretty good. Yeah, house party's pretty good. House Last night, dope. my boyfriend and I, I'm, on all of my podcasts, the only people I'm going to be talking about are my boyfriend because that's the only interaction I have. I mean, uh, that is the we, flex right now on social media. Is, Some people are like, I have yeah. not felt the touch of a human in 20 days. And you're like, my boyfriend I'll, and I. <laughs> I'll push back and say, I mean, I'm, th- I'm glad to be quarantined with him. Mm-hmm. I can see the positives in a solo quarantine as well. Um, yeah. You know, just to have the space. Oh, yeah, try it. Giving each other... I don't want to. I'm glad we're, we're all but people who night, aren't solo quarrying either. I realize. <laughs> um, the uh, we pulled up YouTube on the TV and uh, just found karaoke songs to oh, to melt yeah. out. It was hell yeah, so fun. <laughs> Did uh, drops of Jupiter and, and, oh, nice. and oh, Third yeah. Eye Blind and okay. some Dolly Parton. <laughs> it was fun. Um, I, I highly recommend. My uh, brother-in-law sent me some videos of my nephews like dunking on a Nerf hoop in slow motion, like on the slow motion setting of uh, <laughs> of the iPhone. And it, it's actually really fun to just like take footage of whatever you normally take footage of, but in slow motion, you can get some really great action videos. Oh, you know what you should do? Someone do a slow motion mixtape of crossing up babies. Just crossovers on babies, <laughs> crossovers on small children. It's my favorite genre of video are toddlers who can barely walk and an adult full speed dribbling at them. Being like, what you got? What you got? What you got? <laughs> yeah. If you've never uh, taken a video of your dog in slow motion, uh, shaking itself off, that's also yeah. very, very much worth it. Yeah, now's the out. time. Now, yeah, yeah, start your start now, your, more yeah, than ever. Start your stock video now, career. Well, stock videos would be fun to watch right now. Maybe we need that's a new art form is creating new quar stock videos for people. <gasps> Solo stock videos? That's yeah. a great I've looked at idea. too many stock photos and stock videos to ever think that that would ever be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever have to log footage in like any early media job? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh yeah, yeah. the that fucking sucks. worst. And then are even like, uh, dude, transcribing with the foot pedals and shit. Yeah, foot pedals. Yeah, to like start like to pause and play that way. You can really? Keep your feet, yeah, keep your hands oh, on the yeah. keyboard so you can be a more efficient machine. <laughs> Optimize. <laughs> there, you're like a fucking one man uh, band of like <laughs> logging. There, did you do it for any fun shows? I used to do an antiques roadshow spinoff show in college. That was oh, like what I was. It was boring. Oh my god! Can you imagine what? Do- <laughs> can you imagine what doesn't make the cut of a show no, like no. that? Only it's dry, dry documentary footage. The one like, time I did it, I yeah. would love to see that though. Oh, the, <laughs> but the foot pedal—that's a real. I mean, it, it did help with efficiency. I uh, I did it for ABC News uh, primetime live with Diane Sawyer hey. and Chris Cuomo. Oh a young yeah, Chris Cuomo. <laughs> what did he say to you again? Uh, he has chunks of guys like me in his stool. Yeah. What? <laughs> yep. So in my face. <laughs> um, How do you get them there? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question that I should have followed up with, but I was a lowly PA. Uh, Katie, where can people find you and follow you? On Twitter would be a good spot at Katie Stoll. Yeah, you can find me and follow, follow me there. I would plug my Instagram, but it's like ugh, I don't post there. Is there a tweet? Is there a tweet, Jack? Um, Is there a tweet just in general? This one might be hard to. To explain <laughs> over uh, an audio medium, but it's from a man named Dan Crowd. Um, it's Dan Crowd. And he says, Today I made a Zoom background of myself accidentally walking in on myself in a Zoom meeting. And it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking. And then at one point, the door just opens and he peeks in and goes, Oh, sorry. And bugs out. And it made me laugh really hard this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that's my liked tweet. I love it. Jamie. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you and what's tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help, Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar. Still making that soap opera. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Oh, thank you. I've been having <laughs> it's just me and my dolls. Uh it's <laughs> I like to spend time with my dolls. Anyways, uh, yeah, so uh, something I've been enjoying, it, it, I guess more of an act of the internet, but I have really been enjoying um, just a shout out to Zeitgang in general. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a little bit and asked for people's experience with um, you know, getting unemployment. Is it efficient uh, for people, state by state or not? Um, same with PPP, and I got a lot of really um, thoughtful and cool responses about that. It seems like um, you know, it's a it's a mixed bag on all fronts, but I got a few messages saying that their business did get PPP and it's been very helpful. Others saying that uh, the PPP like that they told them to fuck off. Same with unemployment. But just like, thank you for being so, I don't know, engaged with us. And uh, there's a really cool post on the Zeitgeist Reddit right now. It's literally like organizing a worker strike. <laughs> so people are oh, fucking wow. out here like it's uh, yeah, it's great. So uh, just shout out to to Zeitgang, uh on on the whole. Come together. Yeah. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? And is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Miles of Gray. Also, my other podcast, Four Twenty Day Fiance, where we talk about Ninety mm-hmm. Day Fiance. A tweet I like is from at this not Shanice, and it says, "This is why y'all drink wine, bitch. I feel sexy as fuck. I want to kiss." <laughs> I want to kiss. I want to kiss. That's really good. That's really good. This is why y'all drink wine, 
bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so weird. I just it feels right because I think a lot of people don't especially like wine is not a turn up <laughs> alcohol. Like you can't you're not drinking wine mm-hmm. at the club and I think for very much for people who are not culturally into drinking wine because it's not high octane enough when you actually you start slow drinking a bottle and you get the yeah. there's little tannins in you and then you know what I mean you want to kiss it's a very different <laughs> experience. You want to kiss. Oh, I'm laughing. Feels good to laugh. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> it's happening. It really does. Uh, Kids, get I in here. It's happening. Is, <laughs> <laughs> ben Rosen tweeted, biggest twist endings, Fight Club, The Sixth Sense, and the song Row, Row, Row Your Boat. <laughs> Life is but a dream. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode. Miles, what's it going to be today? Uh, You know, look, we're in in the midst of a bummer situation in the entire earth. Uh, Obviously, Bill Withers' passing is also terrible if you were a fan of his music and maybe you might only know one song uh but you know just to bring some some light to it all uh i i want to do a remix of bill withers uh lovely day but it's like more brazilian you know what i mean it's got that samba vibe so the song itself is all obviously a lovely song it's lovely as the title says but this is the (laughs) studio rio version of bill withers it comes from an album called the brazil connection and it has like you know, flip tracks from like Marvin Gaye, Aretha Franklin, Mel Torme, Dave Rubeck, Sly, all kinds of people. Really interesting album, but this is the Bill Withers remix of Lovely Day. So, you know, even if it's cold where you are, just try and close your eyes and find yourself on a nice beach outside with other human beings within six feet of you. And it's not a danger to the general public. Oh, mm. That sounds the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this fine Monday. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Stay safe out there, and we'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. Talk to you then. Bye. 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 When I wake up in the morning, love. The sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be 